1: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
0: You're listening to Comedy Central.
2: This is a special best-of episode dedicated to Mother's Day. Dedicated to Day! My name is Roy. This is my job fair. Staff is off this week. I hope that you are, from time to time, giving yourself a little grace and a mental break from your employment if you can. And if you have employees, I hope that you're giving them an opportunity periodically to take a little bit of a breather. That's what we're doing this week. So we're going to do it for the mothers out there. Mother's Day just uh, just passed not too long ago. So uh, we're dedicating this episode to the women, the mothers, the people, the mom. The original, like people have to say prostitution was the first perfect. Prefer- no, mama. That's the first real job. So we are dedicating this episode to three dope interviews we've done in the past with parents who overcame. And we're still able to do the damn thing out there in the world. The first one I want to dig in on. Now, you've heard us refer to this woman from time to time, Not Racist Susan. If you if you don't know Not Racist Susan, you can go back and meet Susan for the first time at episode three, Freezer Sex and the Letter Aura. But this interview is from an episode last year, July 21st, called Jacqueline's Used Draws. And Susan was so kind to come back on the show and tell us about her career as a women's oil wrestler. And just, it's very interesting in her story and just being a bit of a wayward youth and having a daughter now and, you know, her journey through recovery and the example that she's, you know, out here to set for her daughter. So uh, I give to you Not Racist Susan to kick off the belated Mother's Day edition of the job fair. We had a woman call into the show. It's the third episode of the show. Um, we, um, it's an episode, if you haven't had a chance to check out, I encourage you to go back mm-hmm. and check out. It's called "Freezer Sex and the Letter Aura. And uh, this wonderful woman from my home state of Alabama called in and explained to us the process in which her terrible-ass boss mm-hmm. asked them <laughs> to racially profile Black people who were calling to apply for home loans. And the way they did it was make you spell something and they would listen to the way you pronounce the letter R and if you said Aura your ass wouldn't get no <laughs> loan you wouldn't get the proof of shit. Um, it's a pleasure to welcome her back to the program. And I am a man of my word, Susan. I said I wanted you to come back and talk about because you started talking about oil wrestling and some other shit and <laughs> we ran out of time last time but I I, humbly, I know Jacqueline. I know I normally let you introduce these people, but uh, she is a friend of the show. Yes, she so, is. So, uh, we well, welcome back not racist Susan. <laughs> now, talk to me about this butt naked oil rescue that you did.
3: <laughs> now we have to, we we have to, um, we have to make a little uh pause for the cause. On we never got butt naked. Now there was a time when a titty might have popped out, but
4: um,
2: that was that was the
3: nurse. That, that that happened to. She was the only one that had the the enhancement surgery done. Um we had the what hitchhiker the huh? What year is this? This, this was back happened? in
2: 1989 and
3: 1990. For a girl from Alabama, I really got to see and experience a lot. I mean, we went everywhere from Maine all the way to Nevada. Um I didn't get to go out every time, but um it was fun.
2: How did you get recruited into oil wrestling? Because I, you know, in 89, the way you found a job was through the paper or a sale for hire sign in the window. That was the general, there was no mm-hmm. website. Mm-mm. Maybe the thrifty nickel might have some shit in the back. Oh, the <laughs> I, I know about the thrifty nickel, the penny papers, all that shit.
3: Yeah. How I'm, did
2: you get recruited okay, for this? So
3: I was dating a guy that went to high school with my dad, and um, he had lots of money. (laughs) Okay, pause
2: right there. Pause right there. Uh, Okay, so you're dating a guy that's at least 30 years older than you.
3: Yeah, he was 46 and I was 18. But he thought-
2: Alabama. Alabama. Welcome to Alabama. Goddamn. Yeah, buddy. Um,
3: He owned nightclubs and hotels and stuff like that with another guy
2: there. Okay, Um, Susan. Hang on, Susan. (laughs) There's so many digressions here. Did your dad know that his classmate was fucking his daughter?
3: No, and I didn't speak to my parents for nine months. My mother, I found out later, thought I was dead. My dad actually hired somebody to find
2: me. He was laying pipe.
3: Yeah. Um, Respectfully. uh, There's a long story, backstory there. But anyway, so eventually my dad hired somebody and he found me. And I guess he threatened the guy somehow. And um, so also there was some... And I found Got his stash. Like I knew where he would go get it. And I like searched the house and took me that you know, blah blah blah. I found it and I was like getting spoons full out of it every day. Blah blah blah. God Susan.
2: Damn, Susan, at 18, I'm you were spo- smoking a spoon. I don't even we know. We were riding is, around like in lot. his
3: limo going everywhere every day. He had a driver and a limo. You just it was a real this life I was in was unreal. It was surreal. Anyway, that's another that story. That's glamorous. not job related. So um this girl that I knew since that was my stepmother's best friend, her daughter, uh, I hooked up with her through him. And we were doing like cocaine in dressing rooms of like all the stores, like Parisians and everything while we were trying on clothes because he would give me money McCrae's. every day to buy like steaks and stuff for dinner at night. Well, when he found, I think he found out I was stealing (laughs) cocaine from him every day. And then my daddy found out I was living with him. So he kicked me out Mm -hmm. and I didn't have anywhere to go because I'd been living with him for a year and I'd alienated everybody except like her. So she let me come live with her and she was doing the women's oil wrestling. So I didn't have any money or anything. Well, he gave me like, I think he gave me about a thousand dollars when I moved out just a severance package (laughs) yeah sugar baby severance package and so um
2: this should get you to your next sucker
3: so that's how i started oil wrestling was because he kicked me out of his house when i was not working and completely bumming off him i was 19 Mm -hmm. years old and he thought i was 21 i told him i lost my license i was going in his nightclubs all the time drinking and it was a very
2: weird crazy time so she says hey you broke motherfucker come oil wrestle with me and so you go down there
3: (laughs) so yeah so the first time i went to um tennessee to um vanderbilt to a fraternity uh they had um paid to have an oil wrestling thing a bunch of the fraternities at vanderbilt this was in 1989 and uh i was like well I think I can do this. They made, I think. Um, I'm gonna have to call her the hitchhiker. That was my friend. If I say her name, y'all, if y'all can just bleep it out. If I accidentally, no, say don't this, say her
2: name. Just call her hitchhiker. That's yeah. fine. If you accidentally, she say was the hitchhiker,
3: and um, she so Everybody was, had a
2: persona like real wrestling. Right, every we had the had baby a...
3: bruiser, the hitchhiker, and the nurse, and I was the hot cop.
2: Is this like WWF where you all kind of decide who wins, mm-hmm. yes, or is it just because... rub oil?
3: Because the, how you make the money is, um, we, we come out and, um, we do a little routine and, um, then we go back and, um, the way you make the money is the guys would bid on who would be the manager. Of the person and the manager was allowed to like they could he could rub your shoulders when you were in your corners of the ring, oh. and then they were allowed to squirt you down with the baby oil while you just oh, so like a corner it, man. You know, in oh okay. yeah, I'm gonna get her. You know, and they could like give you advice on you know what to do, get her, baby. And they would bid sometimes you know hundreds of dollars just to stand in the corner. So if you won the match you got another time to get bid on, Mm -hmm. you know, for somebody to be your manager. So that's how you made more money. But also when you came out to not like, but you know how in wrestling they come out of the tunnel, you know, and all that, we would also come out of, you know, to, to be introduced. It's not like stripping exactly, but kind of like stripping where you could go through the audience and you would get tips you know, you would take off. I had a cop costume and I had long bleached blonde hair that was all up in the.
2: Nice. So you could walk around and, and tease you young frat And
3: you take it all off and then they tip you, you know, up to whatever you could get in your bathing suit. So you could make, you know, a hundred, a couple hundred dollars there. A few hundred dollars, you know, with the managers and. Uh huh.
2: All right, so two questions, and we will get you out of here, Susan. One, how much on an average night would you say you made doing this?
3: Three fifty-four. Hmm,
2: that's not bad. You split a yeah. hotel room. You split the gas. No, they
3: paid for everything. All oh prices? shit! Well, okay, then, they yeah, paid for meals, and everything. With... Um, wait, okay. and uh, I actually never really did drugs or anything when I was there, but the guys would pay for drinks and stuff.
2: Um. And I'm sure they would offer for extra. Was anybody, and I asked this respectfully, but I, it's hard to be in a situation that's sexualized and not have men try to buy sex from you.
3: Right? Um, yeah, I never had sex, except for one of my boyfriends went with me one time. That was a terrible, yeah. horrible, never do that again. He went to be the lighting guy because our lighting guy couldn't go. And turns he out he wouldn't it. shine the light on me. <laughs> um, he got real jealous and <laughs> You know, he, like when you're going through the crowd to get money and stuff, he wouldn't shine the light on me. So I, you know, I couldn't get my money.
5: Uh,
3: it was a horrible experience. Uh,
2: my last question will let you go. How did you get out of this job? Because it sounds like this is a job that you remember very uh,
3: My dad, he said, "I you're going to come work for me. He said, I cannot have you out in these streets like this anymore. I know what you're doing. We're not going to talk about it. Just like before, because he didn't ever tell me he knew I was living with the older guy that he went to high school. With. He just sat me down at McDonald's. He said, I know what you're doing, and I'm going to put a stop to it. And then within three days, I got kicked out. Yeah. When that, when he found out I was oil wrestling, he came and sat me down and said, I know what you're doing. And, you know, you're jumping out front. He said, you're going to come work for me. That's and sure man. enough, I went to work for him and uh, God bless his soul. He was an attorney, and um, he taught me how to do real estate title insurance and search for titles, and um, I utilized that. I eventually went back to college Mm -hmm. um, and became a real estate title insurance agent in Florida.
2: Well, I'm glad that you learned a lot from these experiences, and thank you. Sincerely, thank you for coming Mm -hmm. back on the show and sharing this with us, and I'm glad that You and the 46-year-old man, I'm glad that it ended early enough so that your father didn't have to deal with the awkward moment at the class reunion. (laughs) I'll I'll be in Huntsville, I think, in December or January. When I get there, we'll do a spoonful of cocaine together. You have a good
3: one. Hey, I've been in recovery for years now. I love this life.
2: (laughs) Beautiful. Thank you, love.
5: Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye.
2: She's nice, J.G. I didn't even know Spoonful was a measurement of cocaine.
5: I don't think that's how that's supposed to work, but she's still standing, so.
2: So, third, what have we learned, if anything, about women's oil wrestling? It's
6: very competitive.
2: Oh,
0: Susan. And and it's a wholesome sport for children. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com/iheart. That's lifelock.com/iheart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here.
7: Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
2: Job fair, happy belated Mother's Day, and we are doing it for mothers and women to do things to benefit mothers. We're visiting a couple of old interviews as the staff enjoys the week off before we come back with new episodes next week. Episode four of the show, the fourth episode we ever did. This one, oh wow, this one predates Ralph, the OG, the one of the original co hosts of the job fair, the homie Cody, for which the Cody's most outstanding employee of the week was named after. Cody is in on this interview this is Cody was one of the original hosts before he left to take a job at a television show that would not allow him contractually to do anything with any other media companies including the job fair I understand it Cody I know you're out there getting your bread childbirth and the danger that it is for a lot of women especially women of color doctors can sometimes discredit what black women are going through what black women are feeling there is a community doula organization out there in Chicago that is doing what they can to make sure that the journey of pregnancy is a smooth one for women who may not be able to afford all that high, high cost magic doctoring and shit. This is community doulas from episode four titled, How You Douling." We love you, Wendy Williams. Get well. Let's get into the job fair. J.G. Um, what, what what do we know as a group, before we bring this doula on, what, what do we know about doulaing?
5: We know that they might be in a war with the other team. What are they? It's something with the
2: Midwives? M. wives. Yeah.
5: So if they were two gangs, they would be battling against each other. That's what we know.
2: I know I'm going to get this word wrong, Jacqueline, and I don't want you to shame me. What is the process of being a doula? Is it called doulaing? No. Dool dooluin doul- no. jack you, you just can't make jack, a word. See, do what do you mean I make up a word? I'm using a proper suffix ING. ING indicates the act in the present tense of the act something that's occurring. So if you're a doula and then you're douluin, that means you are actively I being a doolin. Doula. Doula I would accept that. No. I'll accept that as well. Okay. No. Yeah, the actor. So we
5: have a professional on the phone who can tell us what. We're gonna it get is. to the
2: professional in one second, but I just want to discuss this. This because this is an interesting occupation, the doula. You know, and I didn't even know shit about doulas till Erica Badu came into the game. Because like that, I'll be honest, Cody, that shit threw me off. Most rappers, you know, most most entertainers, most black entertainers, you know, when they get done, you know, you get a couple hit albums under their belt, right. Then they break off into acting or, you know, they may, you know, a wine mm-hmm. or a liquor mm-hmm. line. They may do reality mm-hmm. TV. You know, it's a lot of different pivots for musicians. And Erica Badu was like, no, nah, I'm gonna just go deliver babies in houses. Well, when you think about how many babies her music probably led to and then combine that, with how smoothly she can go from Erica Badu to Erica Badula, it makes sense. Oh, Lord. that's that's a that's a fair theory. Um, I can already tell that our guest disagrees with you, uh, Jacqueline. Who do we have on the line? We have
5: T. Floyd with us, and she's
6: in Chicago. And please help us understand what a duh does. Doing. <clears throat> now, t- yes, I like that. But it's it's providing doula support. Mm. And we don't birth the babies. We just support the birthing Okay, person.
2: so then let's start there. What's Because we're going to get into the job openings that you all have and what your company does. But we know what happens in the hospital with the OBGYN. What is the difference between yeah. that and a midwife and a doula?
6: Great question. So a midwife is more into like natural birth. And it's usually um, they have, they are a nurse. OBs are doctors. Doulas are not medical professionals at all. We just provide support to make sure that mom is comfortable. And we support the other person that may be supporting her, like a partner or a parent. And then we also um, teach her how to advocate. So sometimes things happen while you're um, laboring and delivering that you don't necessarily want to happen. So we give you the questions to ask so you can speak up. Now
2: we're getting into the shit right there. Cause now we're talking about (laughs) black women, childbirth mortality rates being higher than any other race. And these doulas are going, Hey, look, this is what's going to happen. This is what you need to ask for. And you need to be conscious of and make sure. Now are you all, I guess this is probably a pre COVID question. How much up until the birth of the child is the doula present? Is this all up until the first contraction? Then the doula are like, all right, well, that's all you paid for.
6: I'll holler at you. <laughs> yes, if we're allowed to, we hang around. Um, now they're starting to let us back into hospitals. But there was a time where we could only help virtually. So if you could have a phone up or a tablet, um, you could communicate with us during that, you know, that vehicle. But now we can go back into the hospital, some of them, and provide support in person.
2: It's a, it's an interesting line of work. Let's, let's just talk a little bit about the training because if I'm someone that wants to get into something like this, I would imagine you need to know some stuff, but this ain't go off to medical school for four years. To, because here, here's the thing, like for what childbirth is and the miracle that it is, it happened for a long time without hospitals. And they figured it out. So what's what's the training in this?
6: So typically you only need about three days worth of training, three long, long days, but it's an ongoing um, education. So we do a lot of trainings outside of those three days um, where you learn about C-sections, inductions, breastfeeding, things that can happen prenatally, postnatally.
2: You all go in and try to help provide these services for people that may be you know, there's a lot of gaps in healthcare care um, in the black community <laughs> as well. And sometimes having a doula could be the the life and death differential uh, for a lot of these young women.
6: Yes. Every birthing person should have a doula. It just keeps you supported. And it keeps you feeling safer. So my organization actually follows the baby all the way up to five. So, you know, after you have the baby. The doula stays with you until the baby is about 2 months and then we have a parent educator that takes over and meets with the mom and the baby and makes sure the baby is developing and progressing.
2: Now from a all right I hope this question makes sense and Jacqueline stop me if this question don't I'm sure you will. If I become a police officer, I get a badge. If I become a doctor, I get a certificate of some sort on the wall to show you, hey, I know what I'm doing. Basically, what I'm saying is, what's to stop me from just putting up an ad on Craigslist and just going, let me help you with that baby, forty dollars. <laughs> Are there male doula's? Let's just start. Let's let's backtrack. Is, is that is that even the thing? Because that feels creepy. Like even when I just said that, that felt
6: felt a little creepy not to my
2: knowledge no <laughs> hey baby i'm a doula it's
6: male support people but they're usually the partner of how you, you know, doing the baby partner. i'm a doula i'll
2: be douling let me help you with that baby let me go and see what that baby going <laughs> let me go I ain't good to meet you fellas good to meet you sir now if you can leave the room i got to do some doing yeah that definitely felt like a felony like even as i said it just now uh but no so but all jokes aside where can people go if they want to apply and be a part of this
6: so, familyfocus.org. is family-focus.org. My agency is in the Inglewood community, but we have several locations.
2: Well, I can't thank you enough for coming on a job fair, Sister T. Floyd. Thank you so much for thank what you, you do. Thank you so much for caring about people, as Goody Mob would say, in the parts they disregard, you know, and making yes, sure sir. that you're looking out for people that don't necessarily even know that these type of programs even exist so that they can get the help that mm-hmm. they need so god bless you oh boy yeah yeah fire off fire off i'm sorry uh, so how much does this pay
6: t for because i mean oh yeah jacqueline really always looking for a
2: side hustle so
6: um well i'm not sure what private doulas make because i work in a community but community de- community-based doulas make about 40k to start
5: Okay, and so in your experience,
6: what have you heard that private doulas make? Well, depending on how many babies you can take, you can make uh, fifteen hundred a participant. So if you can do a bunch of births in a month, then you.
2: <laughs> but you can't be double booking. What if two babies come on the same day? Then, like, which baby do you doula?
6: You call your doula sister. They have a. It's a community. All right, that
2: might be the lick, man. 40K? Yeah.
6: I'd step into that and then start my own private
2: practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doolin' yeah. them. This Royce Job Fair is brought to you by <laughs> Doolin' and them. It's, uh, right now, it's uh, Dooler Right Thing. Uh, you can email us at Dooler right Thing at Craigslist.com. I like that. Well, Sister Floyd, thank you so much for coming on the Job Fair and uh, stay safe, Chicago, and congratulations on finally making it to spring thank you have a good one
7: hi i'm cindy crawford and i'm the founder of meaningful beauty well i don't know about you but like i never liked being told oh wow you look so good for your age like why even bother saying that why don't you just say you look great at any age every age That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
2: slash iHeart. Job fair. We are bringing it home on this best of Mother's Day edition. We speeding along here. Nice and fast. Stab has to be off We did a couple of episodes last year about not necessarily sex work. I don't want to say sex work, but just, you know, people doing freaky deaky stuff, you know, selling your drawers, you're doing cam work, you know, phone sex, what have you. And uh, we met a woman who is also a mother, whose daughter knows what she does. And uh the homie's name is Get Em Girl Friday. And Get Em Girl Friday. She does videos. And I don't know how to describe this. <sighs> she sells videos of herself squirting out of coochie on camera. Okay, there you go. There I said it. Okay. She makes money. People appreciate it. It's very tasteful. Um, but you know, she is a mom. And you know, she's very open and honest with her daughter about what she does and how she makes her money. And She walked us through that life and what it's all about, and more importantly, some of the hazards of camera work. This is from episode 22. This episode from last August, August 4th, called The Second Freakiest. This was the second freakiest episode we ever did. Ain't nothing going to top what we did with Callie and Bash the week before. I'm just going to call that right now. We'll never top that. But uh, This is the homie Get em Girl Friday from The Second Freakiest J.G., who is on the phone with us? We
5: have a lovely woman who is a legend, actually. You'll know the name when I share it with you. It is Hurricane
2: Fury. What's she a legend at, Jacqueline? What does she do? You want me to say
5: it, and you know I'm not going to say it. (laughs) Say it, Jay. (laughs) Oh, I know what he's trying to do. He knows I'm not going to say
2: it. She is, I'd say she got the streets and the official, you know, Pornhub Award-nominated woman who does... A lot of squirt videos, a lot of like, just you know, just we can be for real on this show. Yeah. Look, play with yourself, spray the room a little bit, a little skeet skeet. She, game, she, she, she to was
4: the a wall. game
3: changer, bro. She was a game changer.
4: Not a little bit. I can spurt my height. I mean, I'm not that tall, but how tall are you? Two. I'm five two. Okay.
2: So Fury and I met back what on the, the MySpace days. Yes, JG.
0: Yes,
4: yeah, in MySpace.
2: And been cool ever since. Um, you were one of those people that was about that cam life long before this OnlyFans shit. Long yes. before everybody was all, all these Johnny come lately with their little cell phones on Snapchat and selling a little peek and a snip for $2 and ain't really doing shit. Um, there's an art to what you do. There's a performance to what you do. There's a business to what you do. And you can also pivot it over into Twitch. We could get into that. You know, I don't know how, you know, I, nigga, I don't know what you put on your your, your ten ninety nine. For tax returns. Do you, what do you put? Do you just put squirt machine?
4: I put it that I own a pressure washing company.
2: No. Oh, son.
5: Oh. <laughs> Yo. Oh. For,
2: and I know we're talking around no. it, but for the people who don't know, Fury makes videos where she masturbates and squirts and, mm-hmm. and sprays all over the place. It's high pressure. Coming, for lack of a better word. And Not i a water Jacqueline's, Jacqueline's mama is listening right now. <laughs> Hi, Jacqueline's
5: mama. Oh, she will call you and love to talk to you because she has the same questions that I have right now. So is there something special? How do you How
2: did you discover you had the gift? Bingo. The
5: yeah. I was doing a live
4: cam show in my shower because at the time I was still staying at home. I was saving my money up to, you know, get on my feet and move out. And I would do shows in the shower. Basically, you know, to hide from my family while I'm trying to film. And I'm camming and everything. And I'm in the shower. And I started feeling it come. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I remember somebody said, if you feel like you have to pee, you don't. Oh. And squeeze right when you feel that you're getting ready to come and it's gonna go. So I was already Ooh. in the shower. So I'm like, well, if I make a mess, we already in the shower. Mm-hmm. I tried it, I end the show because now I'm like, I gotta try and replicate it again.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: So I'm trying to recreate the feeling, recreate the feeling. You you're
2: like a and I hit once you stumbled on a good joke <laughs> and gotta <laughs> remember what the fuck it. you did. <laughs>
4: I hit a lick. No pun intended.
2: (laughs) When you made that first choice, like walk me through that moment of, yes, I will put my titties online with my face and I will get money and I'm okay with it.
4: My ex um, that I was dating, he, um, well, I can say that he was rich. And at that Mm -hmm. point, my pockets was rabbit ears. So... I made a calendar laying in a bed of roses with my hair done up and everything. And I sent him a pair of underwear. See, JG, that's why you need to get on this underwear thing. So he's loving the calendar, but he's like, where's the booty shots? So to get back at him for saying, where's the booty shots? And not appreciating the fact that I worked hard on this little calendar that I did. Mm -hmm. I went and I found a photographer. And I took some eye candy pictures and that's when I added them to my space. And I ended up with like 17,000 followers back in the Buffy the Body day. And that's when I met you. Wow.
2: That's right.
4: Well, you was prank that's calling right. people.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was still prank calling people. I remember you distinctly because when I followed you, that that was an argument with the woman I was dating at the time. <laughs> and, you know, you have to remember, you know, Jacqueline, I'm from uh-huh. that era like I'm, the, I'm the nigga in the strip club that talk to the strippers, cause I ain't studying this. You know, like who are you as a person? Like I just like chatting with it. You know how I am. And
4: we started talking. Yeah, we just
2: started talking. But you know, MySpace, fucking dry snitches. Roy just commented on Hurricane Furies. Mm. Hey everybody, come look at what ro- and I don't even think you I think you had just started doing the shower stuff. I don't think you was the squirt king yet. Okay, so No,
5: not yet. Not yet. Well, I want to go backwards for a moment because you were explaining about how you get to that pitch. The man here don't understand the level of control you have over your body. You have to have
4: that much control over your body to, one, be able to squirt and, two,
2: to turn it off. But, but isn't the squirting exhausting? Like Oh,
4: yes. It looks
2: like that's a lot of uh fluid.
4: It's good cardio. Do you just
2: drink Gatorade? What the fuck do you have to eat to maintain the squirt? <laughs> <laughs> How you rebuild the juice, the squirt juice in the <laughs> So if it's not pee, then it has got to be some shit that's derivative from a hmm. liquid you consume. So what liquid do you overconsume on a regular to make sure your squirt tank is full of coochie juice? Because <laughs> I'm reading, I'm reading, and this is from your interview on in Cosmopolitan from earlier this year. Yeah. To keep up with demand, Hurricane Fury typically films for a week at a time, then stockpiles the footage, editing three or four videos per day. So, if you stop, so if it's a tape week, what is your mm-hmm. diet during tape week?
4: Really, stuff that'll stick with me. You know how old people be like, something stick to your ribs, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. grits, something that's like,
4: a, 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 as bad as it sounds, something that's like heavy in carbs. So it's gonna stick with me because setting up cameras, equipment, doing hair and makeup. I have a cosmetology degree, so I do my own looks and everything. She
2: she do your own graphics, your own website development. She's her own crew (laughs) the money. She's her own crew. (laughs) It's the Tyler Perry of Squirting. I say the
5: Steven Spiel
4: Negro.
0: (laughs) Steven Spiel Negro.
4: This the Stevensfield feel negro to quote
0: jg copy that all right that is yes
4: <laughs> so was- eating stuff that's going to stick with me because i know that i'm going to be setting up and working a lot and even afterwards it's the cleanup it's putting the equipment back just getting the footage off of the cameras and everything it is a lot so I'm eating things like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because peanut butter is going to give you energy and it's carbs and it's going to stay with me for a while. But, yeah, it really kicks my ass afterwards. Mm -hmm. Once I'm done, that's it. I'm asleep for like 10 to 14
2: hours. So I know we got to get you out of here. But so I want to talk about what you've expanded into. Number one, also in the Cosmopolitan article, I didn't know this about you in all the years that we've talked. I did not know that you had a daughter who's now 18 because you do yeah. a great job of separating your private from your Thank public. Thank you. That's
4: good. She's right here, actually. She just brought me something that was mailed to me. Oh, my shirt. They're, they're talking about you, Roy Wood Jr. She yeah. watches you on The Daily Show.
2: Oh, love it. Aww. So what do you do over at Twitch? Tell us a little bit about that and how you're able to pivot because I know you ain't on Twitch squirting on no damn PlayStation 5. It's hard as it <laughs> is to get one of them
0: no, but she might I'm do it not. just out of spite because she a con- she 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 a PC gamer, Roy. She she might, she do it out of spite all day. My
4: keyboard is waterproof. I play on a custom built uh, Lenovo Legion. Oh. But damn, my, my mom was my mom has been gone since '99, so mm-hmm. she's probably looking down enjoying this right now. Um, she bought an Nintendo for us, and we I was like three years old. And I have to stand there and watch her play. (laughs) She would let us play a little bit, but I grew up watching my mom play Street Fighter, Barrio, Duck Hunt, you know, all the classics. I dress up as my adult entertainer self. I have the girls up to my chin, full face, hair, and they can watch me and they sit and they talk to me while I'm playing Sims, And I'm also really good at fight games. Mm. So I'm shit talking. You know my mouth. And that way I'm giving them the entertainer that they have watched for years. But I'm still entertaining.
5: Just one more for me. You have a daughter. How Mm -hmm. have you prepared her for... The work that you actually do because you do lucrative work this is your body you do whatever you want with it you have that right but then how do you prepare your children for the work that you're doing
4: um you know what when i first started doing this there was no textbook there was no manual mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she grew up in it mm-hmm. and she's learned to accept me for the fact that i pay the bills in the house and i mm-hmm. take care of her and she loves me, and she is one of my best friends on the planet. Yeah. And she would basically tell them, like, "But my mom is rich for busting it open, <laughs> so <laughs> if you have a problem with it, then that's on you." Mm-hmm. You know, it has yeah. its days for all of us—not just my daughter, but dating mm. and dealing with my fans for myself. But you handle everything in stride because when I started doing this, I never thought that I'd be famous from it but i'm grateful and appreciative for every opportunity and every moment that i've received and you just take things as they come mm-hmm. you handle them and you move on from it.
2: hurricane furious the name google that but not on the work computer
4: <laughs> it caught me grow. if they're looking to watch me squirt my height then they can go to hurricanefury.com and I have all my links, all of my socials and everything is there for that. Now, Very if they well want to page. see me...
6: Very well-designed page. Thank or, you. Yeah. I did it myself. Been.
4: Now, if they want to see me, uh, my YouTube vlogs, if they want to see me stream my video games and just indulge in my regular life and my regular side, mm-hmm. it's yourgirlfury.com
2: one of these days we'll meet, but it's been great to be your friend for 15 years. And I you do mean that. You will be
4: about two hours away from me next month.
2: Oh, well, let's not say the city. We don't want the stalkers to know. No, nah, th-
4: that's why I stopped right there. And I okay. didn't say the date. Okay.
2: <laughs> well, that could be, that could be anywhere. They could be anywhere. Right. Um, but I will make you. an
5: effort to see you.
2: Hurricane Fury, thank, thank you for coming you, on the Fury. job, fair. Nice to meet, meet you. I appreciate
5: you. Nice to meet you.
2: That's the show. Hope you and yours had a wonderful, wonderful Mother's Day. And uh, we'll be back with new episodes next week, man. We're talking film and television. We got a bunch of movie directors coming on. And then I think we the week after that, we're going to do a little uh, teacher appreciation. Also, if you're in the military... And you have cheated on a spouse while you were deployed or you have a spouse in the military who you cheated on while they were deployed. You can be anonymous. We want to hear from you for Rod's Relationship Fair. We're doing another episode of Rod's Relationship Fair. As you know, Rod's Relationship Fair, that's where every quarter we go around and we basically Talk about love in the workplace and a lot of the different ways that having sex with people you work with can go wrong. Email the show if you want to be on for the next Rod's relationship fair that's coming up. Roy's Job Fair at gmail.com. Roy's Job Fair at gmail.com. That's the show. See you next week.
6: 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.
0: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it.